0: Thanks, Twiggy. And I thought it'd be a great opportunity to thank our worship team as well. They bless us week in and week out. It is great to have you at church tonight. If you don't normally come out or if this is one of your first times, massive welcome to you. It is really great to have you here. As uh, I was thinking about what I was going to speak on tonight, I was reminded, and, and maybe you haven't reflected on this before, but maybe you'll start thinking about it as I say it. Uh, but I was reminded how sometimes we go, actually quite often, we go into situations, we go into spaces uh, with a certain expectation. We go in with a certain purpose or intent. Like, And sometimes our expectations are not met. So say, for example, tonight, um, you were probably arriving with a certain expectation that there would be seats for you to sit on. Uh, But if you came in tonight and we were all standing in a circle, no seats, holding hands, you would probably think to yourself, what is going on? This is not what I expected. I think a lot of times there's these hidden expectations that we have, a picture that we might have in our mind when we go into something. I don't know if you've experienced uh, potentially going to look into your pantry and having expectations that it's going to be all the food that you feel like and you open it and you think, oh, there's nothing in there that I feel like, and then you go sit back down, and then for some reason, two minutes later, you get back up, and you think, open it again, and you think the same food is still there, and sometimes you know really what's going to happen, but it still shocks you. You're still frustrated, maybe. Um, I, I was reflecting on when uh, my brother and I shared a bathroom, uh, when uh, neither of us were married, when we are living in our family home with mum and dad, and It was interesting because uh, my brother and I had some different uh, expectations, you could say, for how a bathroom should be left. See, my brother had these expectations and every single time he came into the bathroom, I could see the intent that he'd be checking that these things um, had been maintained. One thing was my brother expected crazy enough that he should be the only one to use his towel. So what would happen is my brother would come in, and and, and sometimes what would happen for me is I would have a shower, maybe in the morning. I've been known to have many showers. um, And I'd have a shower in the morning, and I'd use my towel, and I would unfortunately leave my towel in my room. I'm not recommending it. Obviously, wouldn't put it on the carpet because the carpet goes smelly. Probably just put it on a chair or something, not too bad. And then maybe later on, I would, um, maybe if I did some exercise, I'd need another shower. So I'd go in there and I'd shower and I'd go, oh no, there's no towels left. Great, there's a towel right there, I'll use it. So I'd grab it. And then what would happen is my brother would come home from work and he'd go to have a shower and he'd grab his towel and it would be wet. And he'd walk into my room and say, why is my towel wet? And I would say every time, super relaxed, oh, that's because I used it. And he would say, don't use my towel. That's why you have one. Use your own. The thing that really got him very frustrated, same thing, I have no idea, is he'd go to brush his teeth. Also, please don't pay me out about this later. This is the old life. I wish it was. My wife is a lot more gracious. It still happens, sadly. Maybe she won't be as gracious as time goes on. No, no, she will be, praise the Lord. Um, But what would happen is he'd, walk into my room, and and, and sometimes slightly shaking, and say, why is my toothbrush wet? And in the same way, or sometimes I'd I'd act a little bit like, oh, bro, I don't know. Um, And and he would make it very clear that my toothbrush is green, his is blue, so there should be no confusion. But honestly, many times it was just an honest mistake, um, and I'd grab his toothbrush and use it. And then one time he did say to me, if you ever use my towel or my toothbrush again, you will regret it, I promise. And I took him at his word. I didn't didn't always take him at his word, but at that time I did and I never tried it again. If he told me I was going to regret it, I would, so I didn't, I didn't try it again. But it was just interesting. If there'd be times where I'd be standing near the bathroom and he'd walk in and in that moment I'd go, oh no, I used his towel again. He's going to be so frustrated. And let's be real, rightfully so. I think that's pretty fair, that it should have been left in a way that his towel was his, his toothbrush was his. I think I can, now that I've matured a bit more, I can see, hey, that's fair. Those expectations are probably right. So rightfully, he was very frustrated. And what I want to look at tonight is what was it like for God Entering into this world, this world that he had created, a perfect world where there was love, where creation glorified him. What did that look like when God decided, it was always his plan, but decided to come into this world? Just as I mentioned, rightfully so, when my brother came in and things weren't how he expected... He was very frustrated. So in a way, you could imagine this perfect God, when he comes into a broken, broken world, rightfully, he could be very frustrated. Really, he could give up on humanity. Coming into this world, he could go, what are you doing? This is not my heart. I wanted you to love one another. What is going on in this world? So I want, as I was reflecting on this, I, I, I came to Matthew 1. And I want us to read this together because it states very clearly God's intention coming into this earth. And we see he's an incredible father, an incredible creator. What was his purpose? Let's read together. In Matthew 1:18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was a faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. Listen to this next part. This is where the Bible makes it so clear. I'm so thankful for the Bible. We see through an angel, a messenger of God. We see God's intent coming into this world. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of God, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. This is the first thing. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. This is the first thing we read here of God's intent. That he is coming into this earth fully human, fully God. What? To save us from our sins. Incredible. Keeps on going. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. This is the second thing I want to talk about. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So we see very clearly through the word, we see many, many prophecies in the Old Testament as well. And we see God's purpose coming into this broken world that rightfully, rightfully, he could be so frustrated and give up on humanity. But what did he do? He came in to save his people from their sins and to be with us. Maybe you're here tonight and you haven't had much to do with knowing about God for yourself personally. And maybe just knowing that tonight for the first time, I, I pray that you would see the heart of God. This is the good news. For us too, maybe, maybe we've been in church our whole life and I pray tonight is a reminder of how beautiful the gospel is, the simplicity of the gospel. Sometimes we can complicate it. Sometimes when people ask us questions or we think about sharing it to others, we think, oh, I don't know what to say. I'm all a bit confused, but I want to remind us, our God who created everything. He entered into this world to save us from our sins and to be with us. And what I really wanna encourage us to see tonight is God is not someone who over promises and under delivers. God fulfills his promises. And these two things the purpose, the, the message from God that came to the angel that Jesus was going to come to save his people from His sins, I want to say, praise God, he did. He has done that. Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose again so that we could be saved from our sins. We could be made right with God. And then that leads to the second part. For us to be with God, for God to be with us, Emmanuel. God has fulfilled that. He saved us from our sins and he is with us. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought this before. I know I thought this for quite a while. When I'd hear Emmanuel, God with us, and the fact that Jesus was coming to be with us, I would think to myself, isn't it more God with them? Like, because... Jesus isn't exactly walking around with us now. And and I'd struggle with that a bit. I'd think, man, I'd I'd love that if Jesus was still walking around on this earth, fully God, fully human. I'd love to introduce some of my friends to Jesus. And I'd think about that. I'd love when, when we read in the Bible of Jesus doing these miracles and teaching and the way that he interacted with people. I'd love to be able to experience that and So so when I'd read God with us, sometimes I would think, well, isn't it God with them? Because we know that Jesus, after he was on this earth, at around the age of 33, a bit of time after he rose from the grave, he went back up to heaven. And, And I kind of thought to myself, oh, I feel like we've missed out a bit. I feel like we've missed out a little bit. Thankfully, the Bible clarifies this very well. And I want to read... These words to you tonight. And actually, for us, God is with us. God was with them, and he is also with us. And it's through the Holy Spirit. So I want to read Jesus' words. In John 14, when He's He's talking to His disciples, he's talking to the apostles about the fact that He's going to go back up to heaven. He's sort of explaining a few things. In John 14, 1 to 4, he says. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house, which is heaven, has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. You know the place where I am going. And when I first read that, I think, well, that's amazing. Jesus clarifies that he's going away. He's going to prepare a place for us in heaven. And he is going to come back and take us to be with him. So then, so then as my mind goes, I go, but what's happening in that middle part where Jesus was with them? He's going back up to heaven and then he's coming back again. So what's happening? Well, I was still asking the same question. Thankfully, Jesus clarifies. So we, we read on in John 16, verse 7. Jesus says, But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So we actually see Jesus says here, it is for your good. It is good that I go, that I may send the Spirit. So we have to take Jesus on his word here, that Jesus sending the Holy Spirit is very good for us. The opportunity to have the Holy Spirit live within us is incredible. That is God with us. He's amazing. God fulfills his promises. He explains a bit more. It's actually prior in John 14, 25 to 27, when he's explaining about the Holy Spirit. He says, All of this that I've spoken while I'm still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all the things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let it be afraid. So we see that because Jesus lived this perfect life, He died on the cross, He rose again. He defeated death. He defeated the power of sin. We were made right with God and now God can dwell within us. It's incredible. You can't actually get any closer to have someone live within you. And that is the Spirit. That is the Advocate that God has sent. So God is truly with us. We can't for any moment think, no, God, is, God isn't with us anymore because Jesus went back up to heaven all that time ago. I don't, I don't see Jesus walking around like he was 2000 years ago. Praise God, he sent the spirit. And I really pray that tonight we'll just have a greater appreciation for how amazing it is to have the spirit live within us. I remember reflecting on the fact that the people around us, humans, there's, there's actually limitations to how much they can be with us. No matter how much time you may spend with someone, no one can be with you 24 7. There's limitations. I remember when I realized this um, and it hit me to a whole new sense. It was, I'd graduated school and I was studying at university and I had a few part time jobs. And I remember I was starting a new part-time job and it was sports coaching on the weekend. And I had my first shift on a Saturday morning and I knew that I wasn't able to meet up with the owner of the franchise in the week because he was busy. So I was gonna be arriving, meeting the the owner of the franchise and then I was gonna be coaching that day. I knew I was gonna have to meet all the parents and then all the kids that were there. And I was really nervous. I'd never been to this location before. I'd also just got my license. There was a range of things going on. And I remember sitting down and saying to dad, hey, dad, I'm really nervous about my job on Saturday. I've realized I think it'd be really good if you came to work with me. I I, I think that's going to be great. Can you come to work with me? And I remember dad saying, oh, Ty, I would love to. But he said, I just don't think it'll look great if you rock up to work with your dad. He said, I'd love to, but it's probably not going to give the greatest first impression. Like, he said, it's not our job. You got the job. So I think you're actually going to have to go and, and, and do your first shift by yourself. I don't think I can come with you and do your first shift. I was like, Dad, it would be so good to have you there. Like, you could give me tips. And he's like, yeah, I'd love to. But I really don't think that's what's best for you. I said, okay. But he said, oh, I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to be praying for you. So, oh, okay, Dad. Yeah, I appreciate that. Anyway, thankfully, my dad knew best because what actually happened, this is no exaggeration, I rocked up to the first shift and one of the people that ran the area said to me, you have started the job very well. And I said, oh, I, I just arrived. And she said, yeah, well, the person that had your job before, they brought their parent with them to their job. <laughs> they said, they don't have the job anymore. And I said, that is crazy. Why would anyone do that? <laughs> and then I quickly later on messaged her and I said, you're a legend. <laughs> Thank you for not coming to work with me. And he said, I was never going to. <laughs> but it was in that moment where I remember going into it thinking, I, I genuinely thought in that moment, oh, man, I am going to be alone. Like, but my dad actually couldn't come with me. It wasn't appropriate for him to do so. And I remember when dad was saying, hey, I, I'm going to be praying for you. Hey, like, it's, it's going to be Okay. And it is this reality that the Holy Spirit is always with us. And there are many times in our life that, humanly speaking, people can't be there for us. In a whole range of times, whether that might be when you're in your room by yourself, and in that moment you are feeling so lonely. There might be a range of things of being at work or all of these different things. And in those times, when we believe and trust Emmanuel, God with us, that God is with us in every moment, it it is truly life-changing to know that we are actually never alone. Such a beautiful thing to reflect on. And as I'm I'm talking about this, I, I also want to clarify that although God is always with us, that doesn't mean we won't go through hardships. Although God is always with us and his spirit will dwell within us, that doesn't mean that things aren't going to be tough. I didn't finish my story of my uh, first job, my first shift. What happened was I started off well, um, and and I was remembering the spirit was within me. But then what happened was um, the the owner had arrived a bit late, and we had to pump up all the soccer balls uh, before we started the session. And uh, I was a little bit stressed and I had pumped up a soccer ball before, believe it or not. But somehow I went in in a vicious ang- angle and I snapped the pin of the pump. And I remember in that moment, first job, I was, first day, I was so embarrassed in that moment because I just snapped the pin. There was just all these flat soccer balls. And I'm just sitting there like, what do I do in this situation? I don't know why. It's funny how you do crazy things in different moments. I, I decided that I would personally put the air in the balls. So the coach come back and I think he thought I was resuscitating these soccer balls. It didn't work, believe it or not. Thankfully, uh, we had to start the class late, but we had to go find a pump and all these things happened. And I share that because I remember afterwards reflecting, being like, oh, and I said to dad, dad, you always have a spare pump in your car. Would have been so good if you were there. You know, We think about all these different things. And, and, and the main thing I really wanna share with us is that I think there's a lie that we can believe that when things are hard and when things are tough, we can believe the lie that God isn't with us. And we can be susceptible in those moments of maybe when we're feeling extremely lonely or, or, or whatever that might be for you, to say, God, where are you? Why are you not here? And what I want to encourage you tonight, and we see it all through the Bible, of people that knew God, loved God, had the Spirit of God living within them, And they still went through hard times, but God was with them every single time. The Bible says that God will never leave us nor forsake us. So it means in those really hard times, we can either question God and say, are you even here? Or in those moments, you can say, God, I don't know what's going on, but I know that you are with me. It's so different. And I just want to share this in Romans 8, 37 to 39, just to share this with you. No, in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So as we look from the start, this is our God. This is our creator. The one that came into this world rightfully could have been given up on humanity, so frustrated. But this is the heart of God. He knew what was happening with humanity. God is all-knowing. He knew he came into it, he experienced it and he came to save his people from their sin and to be with us and God has fulfilled those things. So for every single one of us, as, as we go into this end of the year, as I was praying this week, I just, I just felt led just to, just to share this and encourage you in this. Even sometimes coming around to the season of Christmas, it sometimes looks like spending time with family or different friends or family that we don't normally spend time with. And that can be really tough for some people sometimes. Maybe this can be um, very emotional times for you. And what I really want to encourage you is that God is with you always. I also want to encourage you just as God's purpose and intent When he came into this world was to save his people from their sin and to be with them. I pray that for us that have the spirit living within, that we would go into all situations with a heart for people because the spirit lives within us and God has a heart for people. So it's so different when we can go into a situation, either thinking over here, how am I going to feel? What, what, what is it going to be look like? These are my expectations. These, this is what I'm wanting to get out of it. And maybe real nerves can come with that and anxieties, and that, and that might be around this Christmas season. Or going into whatever situation it is, saying, I have the good news. The Spirit lives within me. I don't know how tough this situation is going to be. But the heart of God is within me and I want to come in with the intent and the purpose that God came into this world to love people and to share the good news. So as I invite the band back up, I encourage you to stand up and I'd love to pray for every single one of us. And in this song, the song is the heart of God. And I just pray as we sing and we worship, we are in awe and we are reminded how good our God is. God has made a way for God to be with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He is closer. You couldn't get any closer than Him living within us. So let me pray. Dearly Father, I wanna thank You for this incredible news. I wanna thank You for Your heart. It is pure, it is good. I wanna thank you that you showed us very clearly in Scripture, your Word, that you came into this world to save people from their sins. You didn't have to, but you did because you love us and you want to be with us and you fulfilled this. So Lord, I pray that we would accept this good news and this Christmas, Lord, No matter who we're spending time with, no matter what it looks like, maybe for some people it is normally a time of loneliness, a time of hardship. Maybe for some it is a great time of joy and celebration. I pray that within us, we would know the peace, that God, You are with us and there is nothing that will separate us from You. Lord, that is incredible. And I pray that it would be a joy to enter into these spaces. And share your love, share your goodness through our actions, our words, and the way that we interact with the people around us. God, you are incredible. And we thank you for who you are. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's worship our great God together.